0: The following guided meditation was given at Common Ground Meditation Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. People who would like to chant along, we're going to be on page 30 this morning. I think one of the most provocative questions for us is um, something like, why exactly is it that we human beings haven't learned or Somehow, haven't been interested in hanging out, resting in the emotion and the mental attitude of kindness. It's like, because we all kind of know what it feels like to be hanging out in the mental attitude of irritation and judgment and self righteousness and hatred and what that does for us and for those around us. And it's just interesting to, like, Do I mistrust kindness or do I think kindness is weak or somehow in this world it's really inappropriate to be kind? And if that's the case, then we need to reform our idea of what kindness is, what love is. Like maybe it's not feeble and weak like we might imagine. That maybe we can... uh, with love, with kindness and compassion, we can actually stand up and do what needs to be done, say what needs to be said. And that maybe actually some of the most powerful things that have happened in the world over time have really arisen out of that attitude of love more than the attitude of hate or greed or you know whatever other kind of emotion that often motivates our actions. Because otherwise we sort of fall into that habit of being kind of dismissive of kindness and love. You know, that's what weak people do. That's what idealistic or sentimental people do. And then they get screwed. But I'm not going to be one of those people. Some of you have probably heard this. I I won't be able to quote it exactly, but there's a very powerful line from Martin Luther King making this exact point where he talks about how love without power is anemic and power without love is quite destructive. I forget the word he uses for power without love, but it's something like it doesn't help. But But they're really meant to be together. Right, and that that really aligns with how the Buddha talks about these mental, the different ways that love can arise as a mental attitude, an emotion. Right, that we can train our mind to reside in more and more of the time, and even if we're in a really dark or reactive place, a negative space, it isn't that big of a step to have compassion. For being in a difficult negative space. So it's never far away to keep establishing the heart with that attitude of love. And it's really up to us to realize you know, I can do my whole day with various expressions of love. There's no particular place at work with this important person in my life with this particular petty tyrant in my life, my neighbor, my, you know, the next door dog, or something like that, is it really a place, a relationship that can't be met with some expression of love? Because love is pretty nimble. It isn't just that sort of sentimental glow, right? There are many different ways that an authentic expression of love can show up in different moments. And so with that in mind, that's why we... And this is a good chant to recite. It's actually not as difficult as you might think because it repeats itself with these four uh, you know, varieties of love, you could say. The sort of basic friendliness, which here is translated as loving-kindness. And then when that basic friendliness is intimate with suffering, we call it compassion. When it meets something beautiful, we call it gladness or appreciative joy. And when life is ambiguous, we talk about it as equanimity, right? To be intimate, to be responsive when things are confusing or we're not yet clear what's going on, we call that equanimity, being intimate with what's confusing. So we do this chant as a way of like, oh yeah, These are the attitudes. This is the attitude I want to live my life through or live my life with. So let's do this chant on page 30 and then we'll sit for about 30 minutes together. Now let us make the four boundless qualities shine forth. I will abide Pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with loving-kindness, likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere. And to all as to myself I will abide pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with kindness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility, and without ill will, I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with compassion, likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world, with a mind imbued with compassion, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will, I will abide pervading one quarter with a mind imbued with happiness, likewise the second, likewise the third, likewise the fourth, So above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world with a mind imbued with gladness, abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility, and without ill will. I will abide, pervading one quarter, with a mind imbued with equanimity, likewise the second, likewise the third, Likewise the fourth, so above and below, around and everywhere, and to all as to myself, I will abide, pervading the all-encompassing world, with a mind in beauty, Abundant, exalted, immeasurable, without hostility and without ill will. So taking the time to listen to the body, it can be a a kind of coming home. So no matter how far away we felt from the body, How disconnected, how caught up in our thoughts about this and that. Settling into the experience, the actual sensations of the body sitting, the body breathing, the heart pumping, greeting the tension in the shoulders and the tightness in the jaw the pressure on the sits bones, the hands in the lap or on the legs, all the ordinary touch points, places of contact, the feeling of temperature in the body, warmth or coolness, whatever it is. And of course, opening to the body, it may not be pleasant but it is the way that it is. This is our experience here of embodiment, being in the body, aware of the body. So if nothing else, no longer wanting to endure the stress of being disconnected. So even though it may be unpleasant or difficult to be intimate with the body, It's the way of putting down the stress of denial or distraction. So Notice, if you can, that relief as you are willing to simply feel the body sitting just as it is and the breath moving here in the body just as that is. Learning to be real learning to sense the wildness, the changing nature of our bodily sensations keep they keep moving, keep changing. The body isn't experienced as a static thing, it's in motion. And in that sense, it can't be controlled or governed. So we're asking the very real question, can it be okay to be exposed to the changing nature of the body, the changing nature of sensation? Can we relax and be undefended, and intimate with what it feels like now to be here in the body. And of course, if there's any resistance happening, then include that. That's also being known and being felt. Can that be okay? And then also notice if it's possible to be relating to the body with some expression of kindness, basic compassion, uh, willingness to care, to be full of care as we feel the body sitting now. Because it is this way now. This is already how the body is. It doesn't really make sense to be resisting or to be hating it. The only thing that actually makes sense is to understand with wisdom and compassion that it's like this now. Breathing in, feeling the body just as it is. As you feel the breath going out, again, just practice being intimate, relaxed with the body just as it is, one half breath at a time. And, of course, it's not the mind's habit to be this simple, to be intimate with the body for the in-breath and then intimate with the whole body for the out-breath. So that's why we call it a practice, keeping things really straightforward and simple, being aware of the whole body as you breathe in, opening, allowing the whole body to be the way it is as you breathe out, It's really the same when you notice the mind is involved in some kind of drama, thinking, breathing in, noticing what the mind is up to. It's just that mental activity being known. Notice if there's a feeling tone that correlates with the mental activity. Breathing out, allowing that mental activity to be what it is. Let it cease on its own nature of thoughts to come and then go on their own. So we don't need to get in there and get rid of the thought. Just notice that the thought ceases on their own. So let's continue now in silence. Notice how it's possible to be actually interested in the changing nature of the bodily sensations and the activity of the mind. But in order to be skillfully interested, there needs to be that quality of space that equanimity, that wisdom that understands that the sensations that are being felt, well, it's just sensation being felt. And the thoughts and emotions that are coming and going, that wisdom understands. It's just this mental activity, just this feeling tone being known, being felt. In other words, that wisdom And the heart understands that it's okay to let things come and go. It's okay to be exposed to feel what's here to feel, knowing that things come and go, keep changing. That it's okay to be right in the middle of this bodily and mental, emotional activity. We don't need to defend, we don't need to control. And just let everything be wild in a way. Everything in a sense is acting out its own causes and conditions. And that's okay. Just let everything move. So for the last few minutes experiment with both that intimacy and that willingness to let everything move. To let everything be the way that it is. And to help have a to help have a more intimate, more authentic connection with the way it is now you can ask from time to time, what's the feeling here? What does this feel like this moment? What's the feeling? Is it okay to allow the feeling to be the way that it is? get curious about how that feeling also keeps changing. It feels like this now and then a few moments later it feels like this. It's different. This is more subtle of course, but ultimately a very powerful way to practice for the mind to be interested in what's the feeling here? Pleasant, unpleasant, neutral. What's the feeling? Oh, it feels like this. It's just this feeling being felt. no longer confused or pushed around by the particular feeling that's here, but instead just the willingness to be open or intimate with the feeling. And like everything else, it comes and goes, keeps changing. And not really personal in the way that we usually imagine our feeling, what it feels like as personal.